You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Heart of Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 218 of the Centurion's Favorite Podcast. Jeremiah Morrill here, joined by Dakota Davis and our uh, our special feature guest, uh, who brought some some terrifying peppers with him, uh, which we forgot to talk about on our Patreon. Yeah. Uh, Darren Jacobs is here. Uh, what are we doing today, D Squared? Today's episode features, like Jeremiah said, Mr. Darren Jacobs. Darren is no longer a county employee, so save your gripes and complaints in the comments section <laughs> for later. We're going to be talking to Darren about the Henry County uh, government and the crisis of employee pay that they're currently facing, the situation with Governor Andrew Cuomo in New York, and then school dress code problems uh, based on a write-up that was in the Courier Times, uh, local schools, and uh, mainly young women facing problems with the school dress code. So make sure you stick around until the very end to hear all of that. We're going to get through it all, and God only knows what else along the way. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you'll always learn something new. Just did a Patreon recap that uh, that talked about uh, our pandemic adventures uh, dakota visited the fair i went to nashville again i nearly killed myself on a scooter all contained in the patreon that's uh that's brought to you by uh by a number of special folks but some really premium folks d that's right if you donate at 50 dollars or more a month then you get a shout out at the front of each and every episode those folks are miss christy avery from all the way in fort wayne indiana our favorite car dealer in all of the united states continental united states Mr. Jonathan Phillips. Do you have a more preferred one in Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our savior truck driver, Mr. Anthony Meyer. And then, of course, the Fiddler's Green Cigar Company, the premier cigar company in Newcastle, Indiana, and Mobile Cigar Lounge. Contact Chris Lamb for all of your tobacco needs. I spilled I spilled my whiskey oh, all over boy. me. We also have a T-chip I'm never going to be able to drive home like this. T-Chip is where you can get all of your Boss Hog of Liberty merchandise in tchip.com slash bho one two three or 4 or BHOL mug. We also have the link tree and all of the links that are on the Boss Hog of Liberty website, bosshogofliberty.com. It's a premier new website. It's beautiful. It looks I, great. I was drinking this for my friend uh, Mark Gillespie of the Whiskey Cast and John Ranjow of the uh, Prude uh, uh, with my uh, Tanner's Creek bourbon there. Uh, and I would love to blame my cup, my my beautiful dainty daisy Boss Hog Liberty Tumbler, uh, but I'm pretty sure that was just human error. I think I just literally dumped yep. it sideways, and you can't you can't beat gravity. What a shame! I just started. I just started drinking. Too. I'm drinking out of a dainty daisy tumbler without a lid, and I haven't spilled anything on me. Was there anything in there? But also, not right now. It's empty. Uh, <laughs> speaking of it, it being empty, uh, I was gifted a beer from my tattoo artist, Mister. Uh, Zach Lohorn. What do you got? I went and got a tattoo from him, and the man gave me something. 
not usually when you buy a very premium product it does come (laughs) with some perks that's true it's a sammy terry bear beer sammy terry yeah sammy terry like like uh like tv yeah you remember sammy terry no grandpa talked way before my time (laughs) (laughs) uh but i yeah my Actually, my grandpa did have. I knew <laughs> yeah, it. I, I knew that had to be. Yeah, yeah, my grandpa yeah. did tell me about him. Yeah. He did. It, he did show me Sammy Terry because he would be on TV uh, sometimes whenever I was a kid. He came. I remember when he came and visited the Newcastle Library when I was a kid. I, I remember when Cowboy Bob came to the Newcastle Kmart. Oh so my god! There's two, <laughs> two double uh, nostalgia. Right no, there. did you guys he roll up in your the, Plymouth? <laughs> maybe <laughs> in the station wagon. He didn't come to the library. He came to the castle theater. Ooh, wow. Yeah. So maybe, of maybe all I'm of starting things, to get old here. Of like, all of the things a, referenced, I think only the library still exists. Yeah. <laughs> you have to thank government wow. for that. Everything else is outdated. and The market got rid of it. It's a citra hopped Kolsch with a touch of flesh and blood from Scarlet Lane Brewing here in Indiana. Are they allowed to sell uh, flesh and blood? Anything goes. <laughs> as long as as long as you paid your taxes on it, it's probably fine. It doesn't look like there's much blood in it. <laughs> <laughs> Minimal blood. Just the right amount to be able to say that there's technically blood in it. All right, we got some merch. There's some. Uh, you need your mask again. So there's uh, the B H O L one two three four and mug. You can go to the website, pull it up. There's a link tree in there with all of your uh, with all of your here, here order it stuff that's right cool t-shirts long sleeves it's almost hoodie season if you order now you can get your hoodie in time oh, about yeah. two about two weeks from now i'm going to the up of michigan and i'm pretty sure it's hoodie season up there already uh probably gonna be on a lake on lake superior i'm pretty sure it's gonna be like 58 you know degrees they say like she never gives up her dead <laughs> not dead yet <laughs> they don't say that gordon lightfoot says that <laughs> How good is that song, though? That's a really good song. <laughs> it's not even my favorite Gordon Lightfoot song. What? What is your? I don't know if I know any other Gordon. Sundown. Lightfoot I think Sundown is far superior. Uh, mm. Yeah, <laughs> this is pretty good. Oh, wow. Superior. <laughs> uh, I'm just glad I made Dakota laugh. That I just. There's not very many times you get to reference that song. I love that song. I listen to it all the time. It's a. I, it's just a really good song. Oh. How broken are you? It's a good song. <laughs> it's all, got all of the elements of good songs. It's got good melody. It's got a chorus. It's just it's 30 good. minutes long. So if <laughs> you were going to be within 20 minutes of the shipwreck museum. Oh, yeah. And there were pieces yes. of the boat there. Yes, you would, you I would, would love go. to do that one. I would take a trip there just for that. You kidding me? Because we're going. I don't know if we're going to go to the museum or not. To see part of vacation. the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That hey, there's this really freighter cool. that went down 50 years ago. Let's go look at some old rusty part, boat parts. It's cool. You can, uh, I've read all about the Edmund Fitzgerald and how, and some of the, the captain's last radio calls. It's just chilling. It's, it's cold, <laughs> it, but it's a cool story. Darren, it's, would you do it? it uh, family vacation. Would you, would you be the guy that says, Hey, <clears throat> uh, 30 miles up the road is the, the shipwreck museum. Can uh, we go? Uh, Could you, do you have the pull in your family to, no, to derail feel, it? No, I don't feel like it, it would have to be literally right in front of us where I'd say, let's just go in here real quick. Yeah. I don't Audrey think would go the, the extra length. No, no, not going to happen. Now I didn't even know there was a museum. Yeah. I don't really want to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, really cool. hang, hang on. Let me, let me find out how close I'm going to be. 
you can carry the show for a moment. Uh, yeah. This is not what was on the show notes, but no, we're talking about it. This is a, it's in uh of course it's in Chippewa County, Chippewa Bay, right? Mm-hmm. Whitefish point paradise, Michigan. Okay. Where are you going? I'm going to, uh, going to go to Munsing, Munsing pictured rocks, national lakeshore. We're, uh, we're efforting. We're efforting the answer here to see how close, but I think it's like 20 miles. What a lot of people don't understand about Lake Superior is that it's like an ocean. Yeah, they're all the Great Lakes are like an ocean. It's like, I'd, I don't think that if if you've never gone to one of the Great Lakes, then you don't understand like just how big they are. Like if you step onto the beach, if you go up to the the brand new National Park okay, in Indiana. We're, we're staying at Tequamonant Falls State mm-hmm. Park, uh, 22 miles or 29 minutes away from Oh like gosh, dude! You have to go. Look at where it's at. <laughs> it's right on the end of the. Pe- like, it's on the really point. Cool. It's right on the end of the peninsula. So you you fully vote yes. You have to go. The, the moral if Potter go, family vacation be, has to go and report back. You'd be pretty upset if you don't go. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty far north, buddy. You're gonna have to bring him back a t-shirt. I gotta yeah, I gotta go to the shipwreck yes. museum and get him some get him some boat parts or something. <laughs> Bring me back a bolt. Can you get me a life vest? What do you, what's left? <laughs> I'd be happy with a washer. <laughs> How about I get you some uh, dirt from the beach, some sand from the beach at Whitefish Point? A rivet. A rivet. So you want me to bring something back? Yeah. Because I can do that. As, if, I sell it, if I sell it as its content, I'm going to need fuel and mileage to get up there uh, from, from Newcastle. It's like 1,700 miles round trip. I'd pay you for the, whatever you bring me back <laughs> is what I'm saying. I will pay you for the gift. Kind of a friendship do we have? This sounds very transactional. Yeah, if you, hey, get, if you give gift. me a T-shirt, I'll give you the Venmo. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a very good chance we'll make it happen. As long as it's not like sixty dollars or something. Oh, now we put stipulations <laughs> on it. Pay hey, man, that. I got to pay in Canadian. We're north of most of the Canadian population up there. It's way How the cool hell up is there. that that you get that? Why are you guys going there? Uh, to visit the Shipwreck Museum. <laughs> <laughs> Why does anybody go anywhere? We're going on vacation to the UP. You're just going camping. We're going to go camping and we're going to go see the pictured rocks and uh, whatever. If you're going camping, you're just going to be chilling out. Then you you have we're, we're you rent- have two hours to go to we're, the shipwreck. We're renting museum. a pontoon boat on and we're taking it on Lake Superior for like a, a day. Oh, that's cool. that's the big thing that we're doing. You could go park that. the pontoon oh. at the shipwreck museum. Oh, Jesus, Do you, well the shipwreck. <laughs> I don't think you understand. The, Once again, we'll go back to the happen. size. The wreck happened. Go up. <laughs> Where did the wreck happen? Up here. I think it happened down at Whitefish Point. No, People can Google this on a part. Oh, you're drunk. He's drunk already. That's where they were trying to get out of the storm because the storm is coming up from the south and they were trying to make it into Canada and then they didn't make it. But there was another boat that they saw. The other boat was the one that came up and discovered the wreckage. They could see the lights. I think you're wrong. They went down. They saw the lights. I think you're wrong. Darren, Darren do you, can you yell at him for me? Tell him he's wrong. Whether he's wrong, wrong or right. Wrong about what? Where it's at. Now I just want to listen to the song again. I think it's it's right there. Yeah, it's in, it's it's just off. There, there's, it's, it's mapped on Google Maps. It's north. It's just, uh, yeah, but it's not way the hell out in the lake. It's like right there at the point. No, yeah, it's, it's not as north as I thought it was. It's uh, we're going to do the Google. You can do the get the distance, and then we're going to move on to whatever the hell we're supposed to be talking about today. Ten miles, so no, se- seventeen miles from the 
17 miles from the from that point. They were so close, they almost made it. <laughs> it's really sad. It's a sad story. It's crazy. I mean, you don't think about stuff like that happening on a lake. It's just, it's wild. I There's think it's an hundreds interesting and story. hundreds of ships that have gone down on that lake. I, I in know, fact, like just, on the tour of what we're doing on the pontoon boat when we go, that's why we're it's supposed not to be able to go Edmund over a shipwreck and look at it. It's not an Edmund Fitzgerald museum. It's a shipwreck museum. Right. Yeah. But so, Gordon Lightfoot is the reason you know. Right. Because yeah, of his great song, cool. Sundown, and also, then the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. They've got a lot of <laughs> other like historical documents that are attached to the Edmund Fitzgerald because of the song. So you can find out a lot about the Edmund Fitzgerald because it's so popular from the song. And that's why you know. Like, I don't think I've ever so heard Dakota story. as passionate about something as he is about the really, Edmund Fitzgerald. I really love that song. It's in my Spotify playlist. Two, two hundred eighteen episodes, and this is the most excited. How about Carefree I've ever Highway? Do you have any emotional attachment to Carefree Highway? No, I don't know. Like I said, I know no other Gordon Lightfoot songs. I just know the Edmund Fitzgerald. I am so amused. I, let's just tear the notes up. I know we were going to talk about Cuomo and everything else, but just a, a there's full a little, episode about the Edmund Fitzgerald. A, part of dakota's brain that i am just blown away by listen if i find something like that song that really strikes a chord with me and i love it then i get obsessed nope no wait i, I just get you know me Where, where's your you edmund know. fitzgerald tattoo i mean you've got a song yeah. tattoo i do have a i do have a tattoo of a boat going through waves see you're gonna have to you're gonna have to what retroactively that, put what does it mean it doesn't say I don't. I'd never heard the song when I got the tattoo, though. Mm. I got that tattoo. You weren't raised on that song six years ago. When did you learn about the song? Probably two years ago. Really? Yeah, I hadn't heard it. Probably when it, I think yeah, I heard that song whenever I got back into like um, older music, so like classic rock. I started listening to like Van Halen again, and then Spotify recommended the song to me. Hey, Goosebumps. <laughs> Goosebumps. <laughs> Such a good song. Ooh. Is he still alive? The ledge. I think he's still around. Just instrumentals with Dakota is all we got here. What a mess. This show. Makes me feel a certain did, kind of way. Darren, Darren asked this before we started. What did you guys have planned? And the secret is, Darren, we were going to be wrecking the end with Fitzgerald. Then you self-booked yourself. And I'm like, oh, let's do both. We're just going to lie to Darren and talk about shipwrecks all episode. All right. Great. Great. God dang it. So there are peppers on the table. You were here like, well, you weren't here. You were in Dakota's house. Yeah, like, that was four the years time. ago, three yeah. years ago. Back when Chase used to hang out with us, uh, I, I, I guess he's uh, he's he's nearly uh, he's nearly a, a hero, a, a journeyman now, so he, he's not allowed to see us anymore. Audrey used to come on, the and show Audrey used to come too. on, and we all ate them. And uh, look at that, that looks <sighs> mean. Right? Did you grow this? <laughs> These are all grown by grown by Darren. And did it grow like this just on its own? Just on its own. Mm. It's Moreland Fair season, so you you've got chili peppers, which are on the hard right side of the. Uh, of of the camera shot if you're watching the uh, the YouTube video yeah, the or the, the Facebook the video. Nazis of the situation the, on the far right there. <laughs> <laughs> now th- these are all measured in Scoville units, right? Right. Sco, sco, uh, what's the number? Like, oh, a regular. So we should have looked this up. We can we can work, we can look yeah. it up as we're going here. So right. so it's it's the weakest on the right and right. the strongest on the left. Yeah. Usually it's the opposite in other situations. <laughs> 
<laughs> so these are going to be hotter. Uh, so these chilies are going to be hotter than than um, than a jalapeno people, than, or than whatever. A jalapeno would probably be what most people. So a jalapeno, and then maybe like a serrano is next. Um, so we're looking here. A serrano is like between five and fifteen thousand. And a, are, are those Thai hot peppers? Is that what those would be considered? Uh, I can't or remember like exactly a, what these were. Uh, cayenne, a cayenne sure, pepper, cayenne. A cha- the, a Tabasco. These are, these are cayenne. And I think the curly the, ones. These were probably like a like a Thai chili. So a a cayenne pepper is supposed to be somewhere in the thirty to fifty thousand unit range. Your average uh, jalapeno pepper is like twenty five hundred. Right. So we are ten times a jalapeno pepper at your mildest that you brought us. And then you brought a uh, the middle one. I it has been here before. Well, these are these are habaneros, and <clears throat> the ones I brought last time were store bought. I grew these, and these are hot. I, I eat a habanero and a serrano every day with dinner. So, and but these that I grew in the garden are hot for me. I was shocked when the first time I ate one of these. It was like Whoa. so. A habanero pepper is supposed to range between a hundred thousand. And three hundred and fifty thousand. So there is a massive range difference. So maybe you got these on the three hundred and fifty thousand yeah, range. These are on the hot side. And then last time you were here, you brought us ghost peppers, and those were between eight hundred and fifty and one point four million. I think that we discussed last time, and they were like, we were saying they were one million. What yeah. we were eating. And then you've now brought Carolina Reaper peppers, which are shriveled up. And evil terrifying looking, looking. Evil looking. And those are two million. Yeah. Look at the tail. Two million. <laughs> have you eaten one of those straight up? I, I have not eaten one straight up. I've got one. Uh, I've actually been eating one. I cut it up and have been eating it the last two days. Raw? I just eat it with my food. Just, just you put it in eggs? What do you what do you put it in? No, it's just when I'm when I'm eating like yesterday I had steak and, and vegetables and so I just Did I you take watch a little piece? These? Yeah. Okay, so it's not. I thought it was like oil coming out of it. No, no, they. I washed them, I was, and they were I and they were concerned. in that plastic bag, so they were probably a little wet. Damp. So, how do you preserve these? Do you you eat them raw, or you you take them and you turn them back into a, a sauce? Yeah, so uh, that, that that's kind of what you were telling us previously is that you take them and you that's how you save them, so you don't have to use them all right now. Um, I dry some, so I've been drying them. Last year, I dried a lot of my. Um, kind of the cayenne in the oven. And so I've still got a bunch of those dried. Uh, I freeze them. They, they work really well to freeze if you're going to use them in a sauce. So like the hot peppers, the really hot stuff, I'll freeze. Because if you put stuff in the oven, which is how I dry it, it also tends to put off some fumes. So people don't are real happy. <laughs> My family is not super happy when I'm drying peppers. So uh, I probably won't dry the what really if hot stuff. Garage Can I use my jerky maker, my, my regular dehydrator? Yeah, if yeah I any dehydrator. It? Yeah, yeah, you could do that. I've never tried it with a dehydrator, but I know people do it. So do you cut them open, cut them in half, yeah, lay I them out? Yeah, I think so. Uh, with these, with the smaller ones I uh, in the oven, I just leave them whole. But I think with the bigger ones, you probably could do it either way, but I think you'd probably want to cut it open. But uh, yeah, and then I make sauce. I make sauce all year round, but um, I definitely like eating them when they're fresh. I feel like just drying one or two and throwing it in some chili this fall. I mean, one of those is probably more than oh my god, yeah, for that a would, pot of chili. Yeah, I would imagine enough to take down a whole army. <laughs> you haven't had chili yet this year. It's August, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it was ninety degrees outside with ninety five percent humidity. You haven't had chili yet. I've had chili like twice this year already. I mean, it's a spring thing. It's fine. 
I think I had my first pot of chili last year. I think that we had it literally two weeks ago. I had my first pot of chili last year in in September. So that's about football season. When when they start playing football for real, that's that's when we can do it. Is that what do you have a do you have a chili calendar, Darren? Uh, I would have to say fall. I mean, yeah, fall and winter. Yeah. Same thing with like ham and beans or something. That's, yeah. Those are winter activities. It's, it's, it's cold. That's when when it's really it's, cold. It's when you throw your crock pot on. Right. That's that's when you do it. That's when I would do it. All right. So we've got the peppers that I am simply not man enough to try this year. This year. So sad. This this episode. Yeah. This ep- this year's crop. I am. Wow. I didn't have Darren. I, if you're okay with it, I might take one of these home. Okay. And one of these home. Yeah, go ahead. I'm probably eating that tomorrow on my eggs. Why don't you just have that one now? I don't want to eat it now because I don't want to not be able to talk. <laughs> I don't know how hot it's going to be, so I might as well. I just want to save it for the morning. I like eating spicy things in the morning. I feel like it uh, gives you a boost. Yeah. You know? So, like, after the, the spiciness wears off, you're like, okay. Like, wow. So, uh, I was telling you that uh, on uh, July 4th holiday, we went to Nashville. Yes. So, that's the first time I've ever had Nashville hot chicken. So, we went into Hattie B's. Oh. And, and my family, you know, we wanted to go there. So, we go and... I finally my, got to Hattie B's myself this uh, this last first trip. time. Yeah, we, I've, we been, wait, I've been we, to the parking lot before, but I never made it yeah, in. We waited an hour. I was ready to go. And my, my wife's like, hey, you know, we wanted to do this. So, let's just go ahead and stay... So luckily we did, and everybody liked it. Everybody liked the food, but my my family all got like mild yep. or no plain. Yeah. Yep. And so they all order, and then I order, and it's you go uh, big hot. It's it shut shut the cluck up. Yep. So I order shut the cluck up, and she the lady looks at me and says, "You know that's really hot, don't you?" I said, "I know." I said, <laughs> "If I I've been training for this my whole life, <laughs> I don't like it. I can always throw it away." So we get it, and there's a little bit of like nervousness because you don't know. I, I don't know yeah, how hot yeah. this is. I mean, this is supposed to be their super hot, hot thing, and uh, so I get it, and I just start eating it. And I mean, there's heat there, but it's I, immediately I'm like, this is cayenne pepper. This is not. Not I guess I was expecting something. You, you thought were, they were going ghost pepper. You were expecting. I, I was expecting something hot, and to is. me that wasn't. Hot. And meanwhile, like the people sitting next to the table next to us are like, boy, this mild is really making me sweat. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Do any of your kids get into the hot peppers? No, no. Nobody will. Uh, my son will eat stuff a little bit spicier. Like they'll eat a little bit of spice. Why, why did you start stuff. liking the hot stuff? When I changed what I was eating. So when, when all I, of a sudden he had to find his joy in heat. Exactly. When, when I couldn't eat sugar anymore, I found a replacement in heat. You know the the guy that came up with the Carolina Reaper. Have you seen the that's where those come from? So oh, okay. Smoking Ed he partnered yeah. up with Bonnie Plants, and that's who uh, we ordered them from this year. So those are cool. from Smoking Ed Smoking Ed's. Um, yeah, that's his strain. So yeah, and anybody who watches Hot Ones knows Smoking Ed and 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 the sauce and stuff that he made with the with those Carolina. Uh, Reapers. Wasn't he a wasn't he a drug addict? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I watched a documentary, and he was either addicted to some kind of a drug, or he was an alcoholic, one of the two. And then he found his love of spicy stuff, and he's yeah. like, chasing the spice has replaced chasing yeah. the high. And like that's how he stays sober. It's, it's, there's definitely an addiction. I mean, it's your body has a reaction to it, so it's 
almost like a runner's high or anything else. Are you um, are you allowed to save the seeds, or does Monsanto come after you if you do? <laughs> I've been trying. I guess um, I I tried to grow some this year, and I tried to start earlier. I I am not like a good. I'm not a gardener. I mean, are you doing these in pots or in the backyard? I a mean, little bit of both. We got pots and we got a little plot that we grow. The topsy turvy. And- yeah, we we got a little place next to the house where we grow tomato plants and some of these. But I grow them in pots too because I find it's easier for me anyway. To to, uh, but I tried from seeds. I got them to sprout and I screwed something up and killed them all before. So yeah, we ended up buying all the plants. Um, but I, I'm trying. I tried to save some seeds. Again, and probably we'll try again next year to get them to sprout because they are. It's a little salty to try to buy the the Carolina Reapers. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was yeah. They're a little I'm sure more that, than the the you know five ninety nine plant that you're going to get at Real King. So it was a good thing they fruited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The How two, many did you get? How I bought two Carolina harvest? Reaper plants. I had two Ghost Pepper plants. I got. I didn't even bring Ghost Peppers because they're not quite. Uh, I got one that's about to mature, mm. uh, so I planted two ghost pepper plants, and then I've got uh, two of the cayenne and one of this, and uh, one habanero. So, is that all of your reapers? No, no, it's just what I brought. Okay, no, I didn't. You, wanna, these are the ones no, he's you, willing to I sacrifice. Wanna, yeah, I, I brought these. You guys one. can. Yeah, you guys can have one. That's okay. not a big deal. I'm starting to feel guilty for being like I'm taking this home. No, 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 no. <laughs> and you being like it was really expensive. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, it's, this is fun. That's no, why he I, brought him in. That's, he I wants to share, share them. Share the His pain. family won't do it with him. That's, so that's, right. that's why he texted this morning, going, "Hey, man, hey, these are ready." These and I said, "Well, ready. no, I'm come I'm on the show. Share. Let's do this." Yeah. And then I and then I got my chicken shit. This here. is the meanest habanero I've ever oh, seen. It has they, warts. They and and they are they are mean. I, I was. It's so crazy. They don't have much of a smell. No. Like bell peppers have yeah. a smell. You smell a bell pepper. My favorite. Um, these are like just bite. Just take a bite. I like, um, I like the heat, obviously, but you know when you get really hot, the flavor's just not as good. Yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, the the pepper that I like the best is a serrano, which is the closest to like a bell pepper. I mean, it has that bell pepper mm-hmm. kind of, but it doesn't have the heat. So, so you don't want to enter these in a contest, though. Like you don't the the Moreland Fair, the Indiana State Fair. You don't want to grow the oh, grow, grow these and that. enter and then and I mean, I feel like. I feel like this is your thing, Darren. You should, yeah. I need to. The, the, you timed it exactly right. The fair is this week. But I told you, I don't have a, gr- a good, you know, green thumb. I don't know that I could grow like the biggest Carolina Reaper. I'm pretty sure that if you enter a plate of five, <laughs> five peppers, they're going to go, oh, shit. Look at this. Because some can, judge has not- to taste them. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling That's me. That's worth the entry fee alone. That this baby right here wouldn't earn a blue ribbon. Those grew really big, and 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 it's uh, to get through a whole one of those. It's it's a little. Uh, I just in your normal these, kind of eating with dinner, it's it's a little much. This has a certain type of appetizing look to yeah. it. Like you look at this, you're like plop it, looks, plop it in your mouth, Dakota. I feel like this that is like Tide Pods. I just the end he of the wants night, it so see, bad. Gonna, the forbidden fruit. He's gonna by the as we sign off. That's gonna be his final thought: is eating one of these. Throw it things. in. Just this. You look at it and you're like, "Oh, that'd kill me." <laughs> <laughs> now, when you're like saying this, you're look, you're talking the, that that is yeah, the, uh, the reaper, about the reaper, yeah. Versus the it even the, has like the basic habanero. 
just it looks like it looks like it started decomposing. It's so <laughs> hot and dry; it's drying itself out from the inside. Is what looks like has happened. Now, but you can tell they're fresh. the The stems are completely green. They're completely fresh. I'm looking forward to the cayenne. Like I know what cayenne peppers taste like. They taste good. They have a good flavor. They're hot, but they taste. They have a good flavor to them. Habaneros also oh, have you, a little bit of a hot, a decent flavor. I know how Dakota can get in trouble at home. Mm. You dry these at home in the oven, mm. and then do you have a coffee grinder or a garlic press that Dakota, that Audrey likes to use? Uh, Grind the peppers yeah. in uh, her in her coffee press in her coffee grinder. I'm the only one that uses a coffee grinder, though, or in a garlic press. Yeah. Something she uses, and then just just don't put it back it. away and don't clean it. And That's you will be in idea. so much trouble. That's a bad idea. Why would you even say that? That's, that's not a good <laughs> idea. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, to trying to get t- people in trouble. I'm just trying to light, light the spark. All right. County employees. <sighs> yep. Now that big article, I saw it was on the, uh, it was on the local, I believe ABC affiliate. Maybe I'm run Burgundy that, uh, Henry County Sheriff's department was, uh, was, was quoted for, for their, Recent departures, losing folks to university police, losing folks to a number of different local uh, police departments because the wage scale in Henry County has gotten to be so far below even other government entities that we're having a retention issue. Right. Yeah. And Darren, as a former government employee in Henry County, I think that you're far more qualified to speak on this issue than what any of us are. If And we had talked a little bit before the show, your old job... If to be competitive with other counties, what what kind of a pay increase would we be looking at? 15, 20% at least. Yeah, I think that the, um, the State Planning Association, I think, did a study here a while back. And I think that the, the average was more in the, so that job paid, and I, I don't mind telling, but that job paid a little over 40000 a year. And I think that they were averaging more in the upper 60s, maybe even lower 70s. Uh, I did a look here. So recently. you need a 50 to 60% increase to yeah. get back in line with where it needs to be. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I looked at a couple of, of, of counterparts recently, um, just when this conversation came up, to, and, and the conversation about them having difficulty filling the position after I left and saw that uh, a lot of planning directors – uh, you know, I saw in the 70s and the 60s, um, I think the lowest I saw was 55. So, you know, 15,000 lower. And I think, I mean, to me, looking at that shows, and I know that they had a market rate study done by Wagner, Irwin, and Sheely, and, and I've looked at that overall across the county because it shows that every county employee is below market rate comparing them to other government employee jobs. But I think that that was even low, and I think it – I think you can see it now with across the board that the county employees are paid below what other county employees are paid. That's why you're seeing sheriff's deputies leave. That's why you're seeing other county employees. I'm not the only one. There's others that are leaving. So what we've seen, I guess there's two conversations. There's the thought of, okay, if you're going to go be a government employee, you're going to be paid less than you are in the private sector. That's, that's a known, but now what, what, has become an issue this year as we're getting into this budget cycle for the Henry County council is that Henry County government is paying well below the wage rates of any other government entities around us. 
Yeah, I could. You're losing talent because of that. Yeah, I could have left Henry County. Uh, This actually was posted, I think, after I had left. Um, But there was a like the number two position over in Hancock County. Our next county to our west. Next county to our yeah to our west was paying you know twenty thousand more than what I was making here to go to a less stressful job theoretically. Right in the next county over, and I could see where sheriff's deputies could possibly be in the same boat. Now, I mean, to your point, obviously anybody who goes into government work is going to understand that um, they're not going to be the same as, as uh, uh, somebody in the private sector, but there's usually the assumption that there's some benefits. Maybe it's a, a pension like PERF, maybe the insurance is a little bit better. And then always the idea that government's probably more stable. So when things are tough, government jobs tend to pay a little bit better maybe than what the market is and a little bit more reliable. But in a time like right now when people could leave their government job and go work at fast food and make more money, it's difficult for for them to be able to keep their employees, let alone you know the discussion of – uh, government employees leaving one government and going to another government to make more, or another jurisdiction to make more money. And I had this discussion. It to sound like a last one out, shut the door conversation at this point. I, well, I, and then the question is why, why is Henry County, why can't Henry County keep up with other counties around us? So what is, what is it that is allowing those government entities to be able to pay their employees more money? I mean, it, it in this situation it is an apples to apples comparison i mean you can never make the comparison with with the private sector but when the public sector is, still, is when, also paying more than when you have 91 counties that aren't marion county you can start to make those comparisons right marion county is its own own damn thing with unigov but right. you look at all the other counties and you can truly say hey shelby county and henry county are pretty darn similar hancock county and delaware county are close you know th- those kinds of situations where you can look at look at those numbers and they, they line up pretty close. Right. But the pay doesn't line up close. So, like, what, in your mind, what is the, what's the difference here? Is it because our population is stagnant and, or what? I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that, that would be a good question to, to, to find out why these other counties have more, uh, income, why they are able to pay their employees more. I, I don't know. I mean, I know I've always sort of felt that, I mean, our budgeting process, I didn't think was the best. It was, it was sort of adversarial. Um, and then you always have the, the issue with government where, um, you know, nobody wants to give up their budget because if you give up any money, you're never going to get it back. It's, it's always that it's never been like a healthy, in my mind, the time that I was at Henry County, that I felt that that the budget process was a was a good process. Um, I, I never felt that there was a with the people that were the county council and the commissioners that were trying to set those budgets. I didn't never thought that there was good conversation with those departments to try to figure out ways to maximize their budgets, find ways that they can. I don't want to say cut um, because I think that's part of the problem. All I've seen Depart- the whole department- time I'm over there is is the answer has always been cut. Yeah, department so, heads think that they're being asked to cut, cut, cut. Well, that's because that's all the and- that's the that's the only answer has always been to cut. So where um, you know, and the, and the savings try to come off of again going back to those benefits that we have. 
you know, trying to take those, uh, you know, lessen those benefits, try to cut those benefits. Um, I think that there's always opportunities to find, um, I don't want to say inefficiency, but maybe ways to, to utilize employees differently, to utilize assets differently. Um, I know one time, um, and I don't remember what, what county this was, but there was a county that I ran into that um, they funded their planning and building department entirely off of their fees. So they had essentially had a non-reverting fund, and it was what whatever they had raised in inspection fees, permit fees, that's what funded the next year. So there was, you know, sort of a, you almost want to say an incentive for them to be doing, um, I mean, one could argue there's an incentive for them to gouge the public with, with permit fees, but there was an incentive for them to be making sure that those things were being done and followed up because that's how they were being funded rather than out of the general You fund. can do that if you have enough activity, right. right? If you have enough building, if you have enough whatever's going on, that, that it actually, you can have a reasonable fee and it'll generate it. But if you get to a situation where things are stagnant and you're right. not building a lot of houses, you're not remodeling a lot of stuff, you don't have much on the permitting side happening, then you don't have enough to cover that. Right. You build 20 houses a year and all of a sudden, it, you know, you start saying, hey, I'm going to need $3,000 to, you know, for that permit. The, the numbers don't scale at that point. I think that would be the challenge that you would find. So you talked about, you guys talked about population. The, uh, the U.S. Census released their data today, and uh, Henry County uh, has lost 1.1% of its population since uh, since 2010, uh, But uh, this, which is the best in the area uh, around us. I think Delaware County lost, uh, lost significantly more. Uh, yeah, but that's... <clears throat> Only because we count prison inmates. So that's the yeah. Delaware County lost five percent of its population. Wayne County lost three point four. Madison lost one point one, which is about the same as us. But if you drill down to the actual parcel area, you can see that they gained ten percent in, which is a five hundred people in the in one area, which is exactly where the Henry County prison, the prison is. is. So if it wasn't for the prison population, it we would have really lost. Population. And I believe that. And those guys aren't buying permits, right? You, they, they count towards your number, but they're not. Uh, that's that's the that's the part of it that's I guess that that's challenging to me. Yeah, nine percent increase in the, in that census tract, which is exactly in that area. Everything else in Henry County actually went down. So I didn't realize. So they they've they've increased the nut that many prisoners since. When, I, when did when when I don't remember when twenty ten was the last census, right? Yeah. So I don't remember when the the prison's been there for over twenty years. Uh, but yeah, the, if you look at that track, that area or whatever, it's over, it's like 500 people increased Wow, that little census tract. And maybe that's not all prison, right? Uh, you tell me what else is grown, added 500 yeah. people. Yeah. Where I don't in, think there's been a lot of homes <laughs> built in that area yeah. in, in Eastern Henry County, yeah, no counting, counting the, uh, uh, what the hell is that? Ray's cross. Is it written out? Ray's cross. Yeah. There's, there's Nuys. no municipalities yeah. essentially in the area that grew. Yeah. So that, that, that gives you a pretty good idea. Of, <laughs> yeah. There's one thing there. And, uh, our friend Clay Morgan, County councilman Clay Morgan said that they had an IU study that said Henry County would have an 18% decline in population by the year 2050. And that is what's projected. Hey, one yeah. thing I will bring I'll, up. I'll, I'll further dial it in for you. Uh, Liberty Township yeah. grew 0.1%. Blue River Township lost 9.6%. <laughs> but 
But Prairie Township yeah, grew 8.7%. So yeah, right. Dudley Township also grew seven point seven. So there's something in the water in New Lisbon as well. New, New Lisbon area has grown, <laughs> uh, but yeah, eight point seven percent. Maybe do, we don't need an exit off of seventy there. They're doing just fine without it. <laughs> there is one down there. Maybe, maybe. Oh yeah, there is one. I'm just thinking of one hundred three. That's Spiceland Township, I do believe. What's yeah? What's Spiceland? Did we lose or gain? Oh, did the Darren Jacobs people drive them away? Spiceland Township lost four point two percent. Failure. We, we got Dakota. Another, another failure we of got the Dakota. Jacobs administration. Yeah. D- uh, honestly, Dakota was probably counted in Spiceland Township both censuses. He moved to Henry Township oh, in I between, yeah. but he was probably there yeah. for both times. Yeah. yeah, it was. He was uh, no both help. times I was he in, I was there. in Dunreath the first time. No yeah. help. It was a net no change. The only thing you did is you brought <laughs> an Isla child into the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You, thanks. You, <laughs> I'm doing my part. <laughs> It's the only growth that happened there. This hey, has been the census report. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Clay, and I will say, give Clay credit. Um, at the last county council meeting, I know he did bring up uh, when there was discussion about um, trying to help figure out ways to, to find more funding. He did mention a couple of things. Um, and, and, you know, and that's what I think what some of the leaders in Henry County need to be looking at is, Obviously, there's something that we're, we're not collecting in tax revenue, so they need to figure out other ways. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get very many. I, at this point, I think the best, the best hope we have is to toll 234 because it's the one road that's not completely under construction. There was a little bit of paving that went on out there, but I think we should just install our own renegade toll booths and start collecting tolls on 234 until it's still the state steals it away. Somewhere outside of Kennard, yeah. the, the Kennard Toll Plaza. It's at $2.34 per <laughs> I like the idea, Jeremiah. That's the one hope. To you, that's, that's the one hope we have. All right, so Henry County employee pay is uh, has got some work to go. We'll see if uh, <laughs> we'll you see think if the council happens. is just going to keep pushing this down the road until they're they we have uh, no police officers anymore until the Newcastle City Police is also doing all of the sheriff department responsibilities. I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, what- I think so. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't think that they're really going to do anything about it. I think it. you'll see some marginal increases, but not nothing that gets you back in line with where everybody else is. Yeah. All right. Governor Andrew Cuomo. New York's governor finally resigned. He, uh, he had about four scandals in a row. Super powerful about 18 months ago uh, oh. at peak. Isn't it amazing? COVID scandal standing, uh, standing there yelling at people. Think about just a little over a year ago, there was discussion about presidential candidate. Yeah. Throwing Joe off, even though he had won the primary and saying, Hey, what if we get to the convention and we just, we just slide Cuomo in there. Cuomo is, uh, he's loud and obnoxious and he's just what this country needs. He he can debate. He he can take on Trump. Trump. Yeah. He's good at killing old people. (laughs) Yeah. Then he had the, uh, the, Everybody, everybody was really happy with the way he when when it was ventilator talk. He was he was very boisterous, and he got a lot of headlines. Well, what people liked was the fact that he came out there every day and told them what was going on. And I think yeah. that's what people were were missing. And I mean, our governor did. I think, I think I to think his Holcomb credit, did he job. did a lot of that too, yeah. which I think helped him. Holcomb through. did it in Indiana tone, and right. Cuomo did it in a New York tone. Right. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, being New York, he's going to have more of. 
more attention on him yeah. by nature of being. But now he's been touching people inappropriately. <laughs> so there was a, there was an investigation. There were allegations that came out about six months ago uh, that he was not uh, relating well with uh, female members of his staff. And uh, I, I believe the New York attorney's office said he had about 11 cases of impropriety that they didn't like. They're looking at per- possibly pursuing some criminal charges. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe every, every significant New Yorker uh, in the uh, that's elected to office as a Democrat said, you got to go. And he said, I won't quit. And about a week ago, he released a, a statement that didn't go well, Dakota. Uh, my favorite was, yeah, that statement whenever he said that he wasn't a creep. He was just Italian. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pictures of him Ouch. and his mom. He tried. To, yeah. His father was the governor of New York when I was a little boy. So when I when I grew up in New York before George Pataki, Mario Cuomo was the governor. So there's yeah. a familiarity. So for the folks of the 80s and 90s in New York State, you had you had a Cuomo as your governor back. The in Cuomo the day. brothers, like their whole that Chris Cuomo and and his brother Andrew, like watching them on the news together is one of the most disgusting things you'll ever see in your life just because of how they interact. And like, they joke around and they talk like and Andrew Cuomo will be like, Oh, well, uh, I've always been mom's favorite or something. And it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> why are you having, why are we having the guy's brother as the media member supposed to be interviewing and grilling a, the governor of a state for questions? Like, and not to mention, like, the whole thing with Chris Cuomo, like, supposedly hiding in his basement whenever he had COVID, like, quarantining in his basement. But then someone found him, like, took pictures of him, and he was outside looking at a new condo for him and his family. And, like, they took pictures of him, and CNN puts out a little small statement, like, recognizing, like, oh, uh, we talked to him, like, about breaking his quarantine or whatever. But then they still release a big video montage of Chris Cuomo emerging from the basement of his New York apartment uh, for the first time, like hugging and kissing his kids. Like I miss you so much. Been in quarantine for the last three weeks. It's just the whole Cuomo family is just a weird mess. And then you have Andrew Cuomo coming out and saying, I'm not a creep. I'm just Italian. Like that's just who I am. <laughs> He's like, I'm just there more are, affectionate. He said, I'm more affectionate than how I was raised. That get saddled with governors and statewide leadership that doesn't represent a great portion of their geography. I think New York is in that category. Illinois is in that category and California is absolutely in that category. And you get such a polarizing, doesn't matter who the hell you are situation where you've got guys that can just do whatever they want. You've got in, in my adult life, New York has got its second governor resignation because of scandal. So now you do have the first female governor in in New York's history. Mm Mm-hmm. So you got some some lady from Hamburg from by the Buffalo area is going to be uh, I guess she was a congresswoman and her husband's some major attorney of some sort whatever. It's just it's amazing and some of the things that he's accused of it's it's bad like the fact that he could even like whoever possibly thought that him saying that it was just part of his culture and his upbringing like putting sticking his hand up a woman's blouse like up her dress. Yeah, and it, you're like that happens at the Italian American Society all the time. All the time. <laughs> I, I think it's amazing you, when, when people use the excuse of "oh, from you know, I grew up in a different time." I mean, I, I think that that 
you also are still in this time as well, okay? Yeah. You may have grown up in a different time where something seemed, or maybe to you. Grandpa, I mean, your, your great-grandfather, who's 94, and says, you know, uses the wrong pronouns about right. individuals, isn't the governor of New York right. State leading, a leading a am sure, 100,000 state employees. Groping women in an unwanted manner is a little bit different than saying he and Colorful she. language. Yeah. That's just kind of how it is. New York just I, I agree with you. New York has a just has a an ability to to select a certain kind of person. And it's 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 you know, even with Rudy Giuliani and it's it's very much of the same kind of mold. I don't know what it is. And and they're like strong personalities. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's and he, you know, in Cuomo, I mean, even with the the Democratic Party in 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 New York, you know, Cuomo's not that far left he's you know more of a, a, it, a centrist and, and it's the leadership by intimidation style yeah that that goes back generations over there i think is it, i think that's what you have the machine and i think that's where he i think he had full intentions to ride this out and and just hope it goes away or at least finish out his term but once they started talking about impeachment he knew he didn't have any friends. There was nobody left that he could go to, and and he nobody else he could bully. And it if was, the it was president over. is in your party and puts out a statement saying you should resign, right? That's pretty strong. Like, yeah, the leadership of your your House and Senate, yeah, all of the you know pretty much your entire congressional delegation. You have no friends left at that point. So he's he's bullied all of these people for years. They have this big report that comes out. The the um, the people in New York. Um, surveys before the report came out were still saying, you know, over 50% were saying, ah, he shouldn't resign. He should stick it out. After the report comes out, that number drops. So he lost the people. He lost the people he had been bullying. Um, he, he starts to get the national coverage. And then I think that, you know, there's something also to be said that the uh, the state legislature is looking at, hey, you know, if we get rid of this guy who's causing all this controversy, we can also make history by having the first, first fe- female, gov- female governor. governor. I mean, Why the hell did he give two weeks notice? That's I, the part that I still don't understand. I, I immediately started <laughs> thinking, what can he do in two weeks? Because uh, there's got to be something. There, there, there's a there's rule something. of some. He's transferring a pension. There's he's something. Do, he's setting himself up to where there's some paperwork that needs to be filed so that he's good for life because there's a two week deal. Can he pardon himself? Yeah. I, I exactly I had the same exact like I like, house weeks. of cards. Who, Something's going on yeah, here. Who gives two weeks? Did you watch the attorney general's report? No, I didn't see it. It was pretty gross. I mean, it was really bad. It there was so much that she was saying, and you're like, it was it was like, how is this just now really becoming mainstream news? Uh, especially his interaction that he had with a, a state, a New York state police officer that was part of his security detail. And he starts asking her about her age and like, Oh, what I wouldn't do to you if you were just a little bit older, like all this stuff. And then uh, puts his hands around her as she is trying to serve as his security detail. It's amazing. And it's, like what Jeremiah was just saying, the governing by intimidation, I it's it's impossible to hear the stories all eleven and be like, oh yeah, this is the mindset of a man who thinks that he can do whatever he wants and pay zero consequences. And 
I think luckily now, I, I think that that might have been the case 20 or 30 years ago. Right. But I think that one good thing about the information age that we're in is that that's not going to happen anymore. Well, I mean, if you'll notice, it, what's funny is that, I don't want to say funny, it's good, is that these type of scandals are, are it takes, um, I mean, these are all still serious allegations, but, you know, 20 years ago, this wouldn't have wouldn't have done anything. It would have had to have been something far worse. I mean, even if you look here in Indiana, I mean, with our attorney general, uh, with Curtis Hill had Curtis a number Hill. of, he, I think he had his law license subs, uh, suspended for 30 but days they, last year. But he year, wouldn't resign. But and, he never left office. And, and they weren't going to force him out. I mean, they, they came out and, you know, the governor kind of rebuked him. And they eventually just had to get to where they had a, a, a party convention that they went against him. So he wasn't their nominee, but he stuck it out. There's a uh, what uh, there's a, a lady named Brittany Camisso who was identified in that report as executive assistant number one in the attorney general's report. She filed a criminal complaint in the uh, Albany Sheriff Albany County Sheriff's Office last week, uh, and he said that uh, Cuomo fondled her breast and also rubbed her backside while she took a selfie with him. Uh, yeah, I remember that story. So yeah, that's uh, that's one of many that uh, that are potentially coming. So yeah, the the flame essentially got too big, and he finally had to. And what I uh, if notice the reality. Me if I'm wrong, but Curtis Hill's situation was slightly different because it was uh, there. It it didn't get ever get physical with him. Uh, it oh, no, got he, physical. Yeah, he he, he, grabbed, he was in a bar and grabbed some grabbed some leg, I believe. I, uh, if not oh, more, I thought. Yeah, I think it was more, and it was a state legislator. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah, check yeah. your Curtis Hill bingo scorecard. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah. a big. It actually, I think it was very similar to some of these accusations. We had, that Cuomo we covered, had. we did, we covered that on like three episodes, saying that he should resign. I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we held Clay responsible because he was his county chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, we've gone from sexual harassment to complaining about dress codes. Oh. <laughs> Darren, what it's happened? In a similar vein. What happened? Are you are th- this you? Uh, did you get your school list of what you're allowed? The kids are allowed to wear to school, and they can't uh, they can't wear their mouse rat T-shirt. What's the problem? What is going on in Tri School Corporation or Charles A. Beard School Corporation or wherever you're at that the kids that, that what 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 the hell? Well, I, I you know I brought this up because of uh, there was a good article. Uh, I don't know if Travis wrote it, but there was a good article in the Courier um, that talked up. about this and what what it boils down to. And I think this is. You see this; it's kind of cyclical with yeah, Travis. with uh, fashion trends. And what I noticed, I have a 13 year old daughter now, and so her going and shopping for clothes, it's very similar to some of the clothes that that us old folks saw back in the 90s mm-hmm. with the crop tops and the tank tops and those type of things. Torn up jeans and the torn up jeans. It's almost like they mashed up the 90s and the 70s because the, it has the mom jeans, the high waisted instead of the low waisted jeans. And uh, the ripped Bell up bottoms pants are becoming a thing. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, they're starting to get away from the skinny jeans. Can I bring but, my? Can I wear my purple and teal yet? Like my, probably my, my purple, black, for, and teal stuff. I'm waiting for Gene Co to become Jinko. Oh yeah, bring them Not back. Gene Co, Jinko. <laughs> God, say water for me. I said Jinko. But but everything just, that's out it. there, is, I just hate the way he talks, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the fashion and and. Essentially, this is what comes out, and this is kind of what you're forced to buy. It, I know it, it's made it difficult for, I think, 
girls especially, teenage girls, to buy clothes that will meet some of the school dress code. And, and like I say, I think you see this in cycles. I mean, I think we were kind of dealing with it. And then, you know, baggier clothes or, 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 or larger clothes will maybe come back in fashion. But, you know, small shorts. Even uh, uh, the tri-high school dress code states that any clothes that are too loose-fitting is also I think, okay. And I think that that probably has more to do with like a baggy jeans. Type yeah, it, it has to do with like back whenever I was coming up. <laughs> and it was the super baggy jeans with the straps and the chains on them yep. and stuff that the goth kids wore that do you do anybody does anybody remember well, those? I remember the black jeans and they had like the x straps between the legs between the legs yeah like they they were like supposed to look like suspenders so your sus- your superintendent comes up with the big down. shears and cuts them and they had like now you're legal kid they had like red stitching on them and you're and they don't want that and that's supposedly a safety issue because you be, could be hiding weapons in your clothing. I feel like most of the, I, I mean, and maybe this is just my point of view, but I feel like most of the dress code issues are, have more to do with or focus more on, on girls fashion. I mean, obviously there's always the inappropriate, like you're not going to wear something that has foul language Alcohol, on the shirt, tobacco, that type of thing. Uh, yeah. And then with the baggy clothes, maybe that affects uh, the boys that are wearing baggy jeans. But it tends to be more of an issue with girls showing off too much skin. And that all boils down to it's a distraction. So, um, I mean, to me, and again, I'm kind of like fighting this a little bit because now as a father of a teenage daughter and some of the stuff that she's bought, I've immediately been like, oh, my God, um, you're never leaving the house. But at the same time, I don't want to be that guy. I want her to be able to express herself, and I want her to be able to wear clothes that are fashionable. So that's the the conversation of, okay, you as a parent make one decision. Cool. I think it's fine. I'm okay with her wearing that. So at that point, you say, okay, the school, yeah, you know, look, school, as long as I'm okay with it as a parent, I think it's fine. School should look the other way. That's that's essentially the conversation you're not necessarily because there's a lot of kids out there whose parents just don't give a damn. So, but parents not giving a damn is also a parent's choice too, right? I mean, that's I mean to I mean that's sad to say, but again, it is. Uh, but then you're putting all that responsibility in, on the teenage girl, and they're not going to always right. make the best decisions. Um, but I mean, the that's, argument that. That is a distraction. Again, it boils down to that this is they're distracting the boys. And to my mind, it doesn't matter what a girl wears. <laughs> let's that, let's be that, let's that, be that, let's that, be cognizant. The year is twenty twenty one. They could be distracting the boys or the girls, Darren. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. But the, you're going to have your Democrat card revoked so if I'm you don't gone. talk correctly. We, we say it can cause a distraction, but also I think part of it is is uh, teenage boys and. A lot of times, like it, you can also be looking out for the safety and well-being of the teenage girl by because there's a lot of parents. Like we know that we need to be teaching teenage boys, like a, a woman can dress how she wants, and you don't, and it is your responsibility to not be a predator because of, she is dressing how she wants. You can also dress how you want. And be free in expressing yourself as well. And let her do her thing. You can do your thing. 
But like we were talking about with a lot of parents that don't give a damn about what their teenage girl wears, there's a lot of parents that don't give a damn about what their teenage boy does. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, but I mean, the argument does boil down to it's this idea that that teenage boys are animals and can't control themselves in any fashion. And, and I mean, and obviously, there's always going to be predators, no matter what. And, and we just got done talking about Andrew Cuomo, and and obviously, what he was doing was inappropriate. This feels like something we've talked about as a culture for seventy years. I feel like school yes. dress codes have been an issue since yeah. the se- since the fifties, the nineteen fifties. And part of it is because they're. It, it's not necessarily like we're not it we're far away from what we're even talking about because I think that the things that become distracting or become an, an issue for a, a teenage boy with zero self-control who's never been taught decency uh, we're far away from that whenever we're talking about what women just normally wear and school dress codes, because like the school dress code says you can't have any freaking rips and tears above the knee. Right. Uh, you can't have shorts that are two inches above the knee. Like I wear shorts that are two inches above the knee every day of my life. And whenever I, I I'm exercising, a, at this I'm point, breaking I a, a school Well, first of all, there's a, there's a goddamn foot between your shorts and your knees <laughs> right now. Yes. I wear short shorts whenever I am exercising. Well, here, I prefer it, but not just not just you. But think, Larry about this. Bird could you, never go to school. I'll tell you that. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, and so to here's the requirements of the dress code. But yet at the same time, if you go to a football game and the cheerleaders, the skirts are shorter than what would be allowed to be wearing during the day if it was some non-school yes. uniform. Yeah. Or if you go to a volleyball game. I was going to say, you turn the, the Olympics on and go watch the ladies' volleyball. Well, not Don't even worry about the Olympics. Just go to a local school, and you're going to see the same thing. Um, I, I know. Uh, I don't know if they've changed the uniforms, but back the the tri track team, like the boys' shorts were shorter than what you've got on now. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. So uh, it, it's okay to be sanctioned if it's a sport, but it, wearing it during school is somehow um, going to be distracting. I, I I don't understand that. I haven't really understood that since I was in high school. Because, like, I mean, women's shorts, it's not like, I mean, what I was saying before is we're, we're far away from that because there's uh, a, a normal woman's fashion would be, what, a, a four to six inch inseam on the shorts? Hell if I know. Right. If you see, I mean, if you see a girl I wear who a actually six, wears shorts that are almost down to the knees, I, it looks I odd. think they're all in yoga pants odd. now. I don't know. So you're like, we're, it's like a four to six inch because I wear like a six inch inseam whenever I'm exercising. These shorts are an eight inch inseam and they come down to about two inches above the knee whenever I'm like standing up. And <laughs> that's for the Patreon. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and so I think a four to six inch inseam would be like a reasonable assumption. And that's totally different than just shorts, like booty cut shorts. Right. You know? Right. Which is what would cause the issue. So it's like, uh, why don't, uh, why don't we just kind of, I don't know. Why don't, I don't understand why a school board it, doesn't it, see that. It is weird where we draw these lines the at too, where, where th- something is acceptable, but not. You go to a water park and you see someone walking around in a bathing suit and you don't think anything about it. You, yeah. you see someone walking around in a bathing suit. Yeah, but we don't Walmart. expect you to learn Algebra 2 <laughs> in the water park, Darren. <laughs> true, true. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I, to me, I, it, I guess I where mean, I'm coming down point. on this, where, where I'm point. coming down on this is, sure, have whatever loose framework you want, but then if you have somebody that's truly causing a problem and repeatedly is causing a distraction, that's when you have to have a conversation. It's a, I, I guess I look at it, education as more of an individual item anyway. Right. So if you have a problem with a student that's causing a distraction or causing themselves harm, then that's the point where you have to step in and work through that and come up with a plan to deal with that issue. But whatever, come to school, come get educated, deal with it if it's a problem. That's, man, I was homeschooled too. So what the hell do I know? (laughs) Yeah, the problem is is that you have to have a set of guidelines so that it can be applied uniformly. Sure. Yeah, because you're going to have this fight about, oh, it's arbitrary or whatever. Yeah. And that's why I think you have a, you have a standard, hey, we want this, this, this or whatever. And then we don't force the issue until it becomes a problem. Yeah. But not... A freaking two inches above the knee. That's an insanely long pair of shorts. I don't even listen. They're I know just, pre- if I have they're a just pair preparing of them like for the real world where you can't wear shorts to work. Mm. You can't wear shorts to work unless you're going to be the UPS guy, Dakota. You can't wear shorts to work. The UPS guy probably couldn't pass the dress code in most of these schools because his shorts are too small. <laughs> And the rips above the knee, I don't understand that either, unless you've got a rip that's literally on your butt cheek. I don't, and even then, like if you've got underwear on, why does that matter? Not too loose. I understand the problem. Like you're wearing a freaking trench coat, you can hide a, a damn AR 15 in that thing and no one would know. So I understand that. But the, and I like the not too tight. What that is incredibly arbitrary. They're saying like right. in leggings. I think the uh, and you know in the point. Hey man, that was I'm retaining water. Leave me alone. The point that was brought up in the in the article. I'm was, bulking. Was parents complaining that there just wasn't anything that they could buy that they when yeah. they go to a mainstream store, this is what is for sale for their daughters to wear and. It wouldn't meet the dress code. And maybe, I don't know if it's a different time now than when the dress code was written. This is the same dress code that was in whenever I was in school, right. by the way. And it was rarely actually enforced. Yeah. I never saw it. Like, I don't remember all the women, all the girls that I grew up with having shorts that were two inches above the knee. I think, again, I think it's some of us just the the cycle of of fashion and then, uh, and I'm sure it's always, and this may be something that is, that they're cracking down on because it's the first couple of weeks of school and it will be a non-issue down the road, you know, or I've never understood. Can someone answer this question? Why is there, why, why the issue with wearing a hat in school? I just, Uh, I never understood that. I mean, did they, they had the You can't wear a hat in school. Hell if I know. I don't know. You, you paid. Yeah, usually. Had you had to pay to wear a hat. Like on a special day, yeah. whatever, spirit special, week, you could yeah. pay a dollar to it's wear like a hat. It's like flip flop Fridays or whatever. Right. Yeah, you could wear a hat to school in certain But you, were never, you weren't allowed to wear a hat through the regular week. I never got yeah. that. I never understood what the point of that was. But. They're trying to prevent it's like, baldness. It's like wearing a hat in church. <laughs> it's a sign of disrespect. Oh shoot! It all used right. to be you can. It used to be. I think. I think it on all school property. I, I honestly think, think it probably is the respect thing. Okay, then I why, so then why is it does the baseball? Does the baseball team pay for game day? So you know why is it that a member of the public comes into a basketball game and you don't tell every man who walks in to take his hat off? Yeah, I guarantee you're going to see a lot of hats in this community in a bat in a. 
in a basketball gym. Most of them are going to say IMI. Some John Deere. I remember when I was in high school, a lot of the basketball players, like on Fridays that you had a game, you were allowed to wear your uniform to school. And the baseball players always wear their hat along with their uniform. Mm. And it was never a big deal. And also in certain classes that I had, like I took, I had some ag classes. I was a member of FFA. I was going to say, I feel like if you had an ag and, class, they'd let you wear your hat. And Dan, you be able to carry a Dan Webb's not yeah. going to give a damn. Dan Webb always lets wear a hat in, in FFA and an ag class. And I believe, uh, man, this is really stretching far back for me right now. Mm, way back in it's the like, 1997. And, um, <laughs> back when Dakota was one. <laughs> Who else? Oh, John, uh, Dungan, but who's not a teacher anymore in my engineering class who would let us wear hats. So I, th- that rule's loosening. I, I think it, at least it was seven, six, whatever, how many ever years ago. So what, what is it? You've got it in here. So what's your stance on school uniforms? What do you think? What do you guys think about school uniforms? Personally, I don't think it's a bad idea if the school provides the uniform. If they provide, it, if they provide, it, I don't think that you should. Uh, if you want a uniform, then I don't think a parent should have to pay for it. But I think that it, it it's this thing where there's a lot of kids who they don't their family doesn't have any money. Yeah, and it seems like tradition with most middle class and upper middle class families, where before school you go out with a parent or a grandparent or something, and you get some clothes, new clothes mm-hmm. for the new school year. There's a lot of kids who are still wearing the same clothes that they were wearing three years ago, and now their pants are about or the, five or inches too short. siblings' clothes. They were in your brother's clothes, yeah. Yeah. Or sister's. And that kind of takes care of that issue, and it takes care of that those awkward conversations. Until my son got things like that. I was wearing his clothes. <laughs> my, my dad used to call them hand-me-ups. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that that is a really good thing about school uniforms. I think that the bad thing about school uniforms is, is that I made some friends whenever I was in high school by wearing like band t-shirts that I right. bought at concerts. And you're like, oh man, you listen to Foggy Molly too, or whoever. And, you know, and you can also... Oh my God, I of, love that Edmund Fitzgerald t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can do a little bit Let's of Let's go to Whitefish self- Point next summer together. <laughs> Yeah, no one ever invited me. Way to me. bring it back around. Hey, that's my job here. <laughs> do, you, do you have some self-expression whenever you get to choose your own clothing? I don't care. Whatever. I, I so it's. I just don't I care think that it's, much. You know, I six one way, half dozen another. Whenever Jackson's in uh, in school and they want to, do you're going to dress them all in black anyway. Okay. He's going to be a little Johnny Cash. You're going to have him wear a black t-shirt, black jeans, and he's going to go schooled every day. <laughs> he's going to be a weird kid. I saw a TikTok today, and it was. Uh, um, two parents and uh, they had some tattoos on them and they were like in the kitchen cutting up vegetables and stuff. And then it said, whenever our son, uh, when our son hits his emo phase in high school and then it was blink 182 came on and it was like, where are you? (laughs) And they, they ran to the bedroom door and like, we're listening and uh, they started like tearing up and I was like, Oh God, that's going to be me. Like, cause I was that kid in high school that was wearing like all black and the devil wears Prada and getting in trouble because my jeans were too baggy. Uh, 
I rebelled had long by, hair. I rebelled in high school by not smoking weed. So I, you know, I, I'm just completely different. I didn't smoke weed in high school either. And I, I was dressing like that. And I was a member of FFA. <laughs> <laughs> I you loved, your, I you wore your FFA jacket with your Jinko jeans. I never oh. got a jacket. I wasn't in long enough. I just did FFA because I loved the trips to the farms. Like to do the soil sampling. I, I did soil judging competitively and I also loved the beef sticks. So I, I was on board with the FFA. <laughs> Just Big in money. it for the beef sticks. Big money and beef sticks. All right. Well, it's time for final thoughts. We and are... with soil judging, you could carry a pocket knife at school. So <laughs> I was in for that, too. See, now you're weaponized. Darren, thanks for coming and hanging out with us, man. Hey, no problem. What? Uh, you got anything to promote? Anything going on? No, no. Nothing to promote. You going out to the Moreland Free Fair this week at all? No. Maybe this weekend. I actually haven't even thought much in, about Indiana it. Indiana State Fair and none of that stuff? You know, we haven't gone to the State Fair. My niece was in uh, a band at Blue River, and that was the last time that we went. So that was probably uh, three or four years ago. What? So, yeah. You know. I don't think I'm going to make it out there this year. I typically do, but this is not. Uh, it's not happening for me this year. I love the state fair. I never went to the state fair growing up. I didn't go to the state fair until I started dating Audrey and her family went. And I'm like, when I'm like, I mean, it's, I've been it's missing generally, this my whole life. Like I, I love it's it. It's generally a weekend activity for us. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not bringing a vacation day to go to the damn state fair. Oh no, I will. And recognize that I spend about 10 days in July at county fairs anyway. So I've, yeah. I've had a lot of time at fairs, but I, I will try to go out to the state fair usually one weekend, but I'd had two in Nashville and I've got the Indianapolis Motor Speedway this weekend. So the three weekends of the Indiana state fair, I am booked up. Not having a shame, but that's okay. Well, thanks for joining us anyway, Darren. No, this has People been fun. Can, I can't wait to tomorrow. I'm going to put, uh, uh, the uh, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald on my playlist and just listen to it over and over again. Just all day long. Crying a little bit. Spotify. It does. It gives you cold chills. Just wait. <laughs> I got to buy a t-shirt now. All right, do. Dakota, what do you know? I'll Venmo you for it. <laughs> I will. I really will. If you go, then like seriously. Oh, I'm going to vlog the whole thing. I want a t-shirt. I think back. it's in such a remote place that I don't think I can get a cell phone signal. I have to record it to my phone and upload it when I'm, I get back I to the mainland. I got to listen to the song on the way home now. Like... <laughs> God, it's such a good song. I, I need you to listen to Sunday. Do I really too. need to listen to other songs by him? Yeah, yeah. You need are, uh, are they Care, are they Highway as, and Sundown? Are they as good? Uh, they're different. I, I like Sundown. Yeah, they're different. It's a good song about a prostitute. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's no wreck of a ship. <laughs> can I read about who the prostitute? Oh my God. <laughs> you can imagine anybody. You can imagine anybody. You looking at me for final thoughts? I, I, yeah, that's. I mean, I, this is episode two eighteen. That's generally what we do. Well, you usually like say, "What do you have?" I something? did. You ignored it. Oh. You, you went. You went. Just went back to the recommendation of Fitzgerald. Completely fixated. Just looking forward to listening to the song. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Zach Lohorn at Underdog's Tattoo Gallery. Um, he did a great job on my most recent tattoo. But I also have a couple more appointments coming up. I have this. This. One on Monday was the first of four tattoo appointments in six weeks for me with Zach. Yeah, the reason we're dark, we're, so we're doing a show next week, and then we're dark for a week, and it's because you're getting another tattoo, and I'm going to go get you a t-shirt for the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald up on Whitefish Point. Oh, is that when you're going? That's when I'm going. Oh, yes. That's soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's like uh, I leave a week from tomorrow. Nice. For the grand journey. 
Man, I can't wait. That's going to be awesome. Uh, uh, but yeah, shout out to Zach. <laughs> he is just so gone. Distracted. He's completely so gone. Distracted. All right. Uh, final thoughts for me. Uh, my last big racing weekend of the year is coming up. This is it. The Saturday is my, is the end of it for me. Full day at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and at racetracks in Indy. Indy cars on track. We're going to watch them race at one o'clock. I think the NASCAR cup cars are going to practice first time on the road course. The Xfinity cars are going to run a race, going to bolt out of there, run out to uh, IRP or ORP or Indianapolis Raceway Park, whatever the hell you want to call it. Now, Lucas Oil Raceway. And our guy Kyle Robbins is running two of the three USAC races out there. So he's got a silver crown car and his his, uh, pavement sprint car. We're going to watch him run out there. So I'm going to see four major sporting events, four major races on Saturday. It's going to be a good time. With that, we're going to let uh, we're going to end the audio, and I think Dakota is probably going to eat a uh, habanero pepper. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll catch y'all next Thursday.